June 23rd, 2022. Back in the saddle. Everybody get comfortable. This is a good one. Some old friends. Joey Polio and Rio Vitale, award winners on their dock about the hill, have a new one, and it's a must-see. A new home. Talking about St. Louis, Bosnians, and how this whole thing came to be. Did you hear about the Jimmy Johns in South County that lost $100,000 over the past year? Seems two employees were taking cash and not registering the sales. And to think the owner probably thought he was catching a break. Kept two employees when nobody else was working. On a similar note, more than a dozen St. Louisans have been arrested. Dozens of cases remain open for fraudulent COVID claims. Federal officials are claiming at least 20% of funds, billions on top of billions, were fraudulent. I told you two years ago this was coming. How can you not set aside, I don't know, 500 grand, a million, to create a government oversight division? Better yet, how do you not have one already? Hey, uh, we lost a good one this week. Ralph Rockerman, he owns Sportsprint. No youth team in Ferguson ever wanted for jerseys. Stand up dude, kind of guy you always knew where you stood. Hustler, he perfected the Cardinals win the World Series. And here are your t-shirts leaving Bush after they clinch. Had a bunch of kids, grandkids, great father. His daughter Molly's a friend of the podcast. She was on promoting her Earth Dance Farm in Ferguson. You want to honor Ralph? Go check out the farm. We're back up helping companies and our people start their own podcasts. We do all the work. You have all the fun. Email OT with Oliver at gmail.com. We'll have a new sponsor next week. I'm pretty stoked about Talk about it soon. Three things you should if you have not on Apple Plus for all mankind. Imagine if the Cold War never ended, if Russia landed on the moon first. I'm not kidding. Next long weekend, get the free trial and start binging. It's two episodes into season three. Free plug, new Shake Shack is in the valley where Steak and Shake used to be. Ironic, correct, right? And lastly, if you have not seen the doc about the hill done by these gentlemen, fix that. Really captured the importance, the uniqueness. Unfortunately, many who have contributed to the doc have passed. Go check it out. So, Joey and Rio, we uh, talk about the nuance of making this doc, how quickly it came together, the importance of putting history together with personal experience. I've seen it. I enjoyed it. You should, too. Starts off, by the way, catching up about the doc about the hill. Welcome back to the Overtime family, Joey Polio and Cavalier Rio Vitale. Go to Overtime. Overtime with Oliver, with my dad. Tell your friends. The band's back together, man. Good to see you. That's right. <laughs> how many? I should have looked this up. When did we do the first one? How long ago? It was like two years ago. Okay. Take as much time as you want. Brag on yourself. Give me the awards. What what okay. awards did that bad boy win? <laughs> okay. Name them. So, um... Let's see. It won the Audience Award at the St. Louis Filmmaker Showcase. It won Best Film at the Venus Italian Film Festival. It won uh, It won a Silver Telly Award. It was nominated for two Emmys. 
best documentary and best director. Um, there's another one. The little the Little Rock Italian Festival. We won that. They love you in Little Rock. Hey, we're big in Little Rock, apparently. <laughs> we're gonna talk about the new one. I did have a couple questions about the old one before we move on because it's been a while since we caught up. How did you end up getting the movie sold at Schnooks? So um, my wife, her, um, she has a, a relative that works at Schnooks. He's, he's like a high up at Schnooks. And we had the DVD and the DVD was selling well. And I thought that that would, that would be a, a good spot for us. Um, so I called him and, and got his thoughts. And by the end of that day, we were, we were in, in schnook stores. So we, we got all the uh, stuff together. We started off at, I want to say 10 stores. And then at its peak of popularity, we were up to like almost 30. Um, so, yeah. Hey, anyone... Any amount over one is more documentaries than I have ever sold. But do you have an idea on how many docs move? You know, that's our our uh, other producer, Steve Kerkuris. He's more the one that was taking care of all of uh, that stuff. So he, he would probably have more of an accurate number than, than myself or Rio. So I don't think we know exactly Um but, you know, it did well. It, a lot of people saw it on PBS. A lot of people saw it on the Amazon. So, um, you know, for it being the first documentary, the first feature that uh, all three of us made, um, you know, it's, it's pretty remarkable that that many people saw the film, you know, being that it was our first one. Now, Joe, when people ask me how many people listen to the podcast, I'm comfortable with this number. Because you just don't, you just don't know. There's too many. There are too many variables in regards to how many saw the PBS special, and then how many saw it two months later when no one was paying attention. Yeah, that's the thing. It's just it's so hard to 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 you know put a specific number on it. Um, but you know, a lot of people saw it. Rio, nice to see you again. Good to see you. Good you look like you. you have not aged a day. Oh, when you get older, it takes a little bit longer to age. I think you know. <laughs> I think that's the trick. The problem is getting old enough where that happens, though. So was this documentary on Bosnia, was it also privately fund funded, or did people come up to you and want to get involved because of the uh, success of The Hill? Well, I think we, we did want to privately fund it ourselves. I'm not saying we could have got anyone, but um, with these projects, we feel that uh, you know we can we can manage it well ourselves between Joe and I. Um, it's it's kind of like the only thing I have to add to. Uh, I don't add anything as far as the uh, technical aspects of the film. So the only thing I have to offer is finances and and uh, and you know how how to spend the money and, and how to advertise. So uh, we didn't really need anyone else, which is good. We, we, Joe and I, you know. Uh, work well together. Rio, was there one thing that people came up to talk to you about that surprised you after The Hill came out? It definitely surprised me. I mean, so many people loved it and thanked us, and, and that 
is uh, what I would, what did surprise me? No, because I really knew what we had. I knew what we had before we even made it. Um, that That's what, surprising, no, but it, it, I was very grateful and very, very thankful for all the compliments uh, we did get. You know, there's uh, something funny Father Plitzy told me, this was a surprise. <laughs> he loved the movie, thought it was great, but you know, if you know Father Plitzy, he always has these funny things he right he's gonna hit you with. Like, really, you gained a lot of weight. That's the first thing he always will say to me. <laughs> but uh, he said, We forgot one thing in the film. And I go, Yeah, what's that? And he goes, Father Kester, who was a priest in the uh in the uh 40s, who became a bishop later on, and he did, did do a lot for the church. Uh, but and then my response was, we forgot a lot of stuff about the film. <laughs> we forgot toasted ravioli. We forgot Hill Day. We, we we just couldn't fit everything into. So I guess that's probably we. Everyone was happy, but there is was just so much that we couldn't put into that time frame. It, it would it would be honestly, I think probably five more documentaries. Yeah, and Joe, the movie was so big, he tricked somebody into marrying you. <laughs> Well, yeah, so um, that's true. We we started dating right at the beginning of of uh, making the film, and then on on year two of making it, I did get married. Yes, <laughs> and apparently on Facebook, I will tell you confidently, you outkicked your coverage. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I've seen the movie. Saw it today, man. It's a fast hour. I mean, that's a fast hour. Not over my head, but also not speaking down to me. Like, I am not geographically attuned. Mm -hmm. I understand East Europe. I get the important issues. Every war is about gas and religion. So, I mean, I, I understand going in. But you just did a really good job of holding my hand, walking me through probably some things that are much more complicated, but in a way I could understand them. So thank yeah. you for that. Let's set the stage. Oh, by the way, anytime during this conversation, if I ask you a question that you really would not like to answer because you want people to go to the movie to find out, just, you know, say teaser or trailer or whatever. They yeah. Some of it's documented because it's history. Mm -hmm. But if I bring up anything, just call teaser. Okay. Here's what struck me. So right off the bat, I know you did a lot more editing in this doc than in the hill. Like within the first five minutes, I, I saw footage from news channels and I saw needing the, to chronicle things that had happened. And there must have been so much tonnage to choose from. Was it hard to stay linear and on point? Well, to go back to that, you know, the holding your hand um, analogy, um, that was probably the most difficult part of all of this. Um, I, I as well uh, am not very geographically, um, that, that, that's not my strong suit. Um, so when I started this, we started talking to these experts, Patrick McCarthy, Ben Moore, Ron Clutho, and they just rattled this stuff off like it's, you know, like everyone knows this. And so I really had to scale it back 
um, because they were just there was so much information that they were giving us that I knew we're going to lose the audience immediately if this is if this is how it's presented. Um, so that was probably the most difficult part was to take, you know, if you have so much content that early on that you need to, to whittle it down to, you know, that within the first five minutes of the movie, you can understand what's happening and then get to the war beginning because we always knew, you know, this, yes, this is a story, um, that obviously it's going to begin with the Bosnian war, but it's not a Bosnian war documentary. So, you know, it's about the fact that these refugees came to St. Louis. That's that at the core, that is our story. Um, So in in talking with our editor, Steve Kikuris, you know, I kept stressing by like 12 minutes, 15 minutes in at the, at the most, we have to already be in St. Louis. You know, so that's a lot to get through. You have to explain the war. Then you have to hear the war stories. Then you have to to get to the point where, you know, the, the United States would begin taking on refugees. Um, that's a lot that that you're going to have to go through. Um, so that was that was probably, you know, the most specific um, direction that that I had uh, in terms of how do we make this, you know, an accessible film that anybody can watch and can understand what happened? You don't have to, you know, know everything about the Bosnian war and, and what went into it uh, to understand what this movie's about. You know, and so that we do a little backdrop, Berlin Wall goes down and it's chaos in East Europe. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I had not remembered when you use the word genocide, I mean, that's a big ass word, man, with yeah. a lot of connotations. And I had not thought of it off the top of my head as being that kind of an ordeal of what was going on. But again, in a short period of time, you made it painfully clear that it was genocide. 100%. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you had concentration camps rival like that are, you know, in the, one of the pers- one of the people in the film, you know, compare it to what was going on in World War II. And then you, right. can, you can show that with the footage of, you know, the, the, the barbed wire um, fences that these, that these men were behind. And then we cut and show, you know, the same exact footage that was going on in World War II. So, uh, you know, it's definitely something that, you know, and in talking uh, with other people, uh, it's not something that, you know, is, is discussed often. Uh, you know, the, the Bosnian war and genocide is not something that, that is, you know, I, it wasn't something I was taught in school. I didn't, you know, before I started this project, if you would have asked me, you know, who were the players in the war, who were the political leaders, what were the countries involved, et cetera, I wouldn't have been able to answer any of those questions. So hopefully, you know, our film uh, can, can shed more light on, um, on this, especially, you know, all of our films we're making for a national audience. Um, but being that The Hill and this film obviously are set uh, in St. Louis, you know, we hope that that St. Louis audience can really, you know, 
that they can react to the film in, in, in a specific way that they can understand, um, you know, maybe things that they didn't before having seen the film. And Rio, <clears throat> hey, by the way, were you Cavalier when we did the last one? I was, I was. That means explain to people what explain to people what Cavalier means. It, it is. I was. It's like a, a being knighted by uh, the English. The England. I'm just knighted by the Italian government. So. It's called Cavalier. Interesting. Yeah, Cavalier. Yes. All right. So nobody's going to get rich in this movie, but ever concerned that the topic is just not one that a lot of people are going to want to talk about or learn about, and you don't want to lose your shirt putting this together? Yeah. Well, that honestly, finances were not the major concern. The major concern was finding a good story to tell and uh, that people want to listen to. And, and uh, to be honest, I think I thought this was a great story to tell, but after seeing the movie, it was even a better, the story is an even better story to tell. I think the, the, uh, just for the pure film and enjoyment, I think this is critically a, a better film than The Hill. But kind of going back in the 90s, of course, I was around and, and I think this is the way it was portrayed uh, to us. Russia leaves Yugoslavia, and now there's a religious war. A religious war from no one alive fought in this religious war, so nobody even remembered anything about it. But somehow this religious war popped up when Russia left because you know Russia was going to make sure nothing happened, and that's kind of what we heard about it. And you know the government just governments just ignored it because they figured, oh, well, you know, it's an internal war. We don't want to get involved. We don't want to do another Vietnam. But if you think, if, if, if you were able to see the, the, the thing that I remember most about it was there was an Olympics in Sarajevo. And Katerina Vitt was old at the time, but they put on a big show about what had happened to the country, and she put on a special skating demonstration, and they showed what happened to this war-torn country. That's probably the most uh, attention the war ever got, in my opinion. And if you go back to that Olympics in the late 90s, you'll, you'll see what I'm talking about there. But I, I know that most people aren't aware of it, but it's so it, it, it certainly relates to the times that we're seeing here in the United States and around the world, this movie will make, will hit home with a lot of people. You know, and again, Joe, I want people to see the movie, right? But there's one thing I think is really powerful for them to understand. This is not a cry fest. I don't know how much stuff you might've taken out, but this is not, I'm crying and my life is horrible and there might have been more of that, and it just didn't set the tone for what you wanted. However, dude, there's that one scene, called teaser or not, there's that one scene where the guy talks about how he takes a phone call from somebody. You want to elaborate on this one? Yeah, that's the <clears> – <throat> we decided to open the trailer with that uh, soundbite. Um and it was it was one of those where, you know, you're just sitting in the room and you hear that and, you know, just 
the the emotions that you know that the people are going through while um they're having to you know relive the the worst experiences of their lives and and this this specific soundbite uh, is Amir Karadzic um who's uh received a phone call that uh claimed that his best friend was on his way to come kill him uh when the war just just began um so you know hearing stories like that um during the making of this film you know you you try to put yourself in their shoes but you know that you never you know hopefully never will experience anything like that and you know we're just extremely grateful that these people trusted us with their stories um trusted us to uh, you know, come into their homes and, and they, and they, they put themselves out there. Um, because, you know, for me, I believe that it probably was a cathartic experience for some of them because it's probably something that they haven't discussed since, uh, you know, it happened. Um, so hopefully, you know, it could, it could possibly be therapeutic in that way. Um, but that one, uh, and, and, and a few other stories, um, that, that we heard during the interview process, the, the, they're, they're definitely ones that stick with you and, and probably will for the rest of your life. Movies a quick hour. How much did you film in total to get it down to an hour? So we did. So that was something that, you know, we, at the beginning of, of making this film, um, with the Hill, uh, we interviewed a lot of people for the Hill documentary. We interviewed like 70 people. Um, so we knew that that this one, we kind of wanted to scale that back a bit um, and get really good stories from fewer people so that you could you could kind of stay with these people from the beginning of the war until the very end of the film. Um so we interviewed about 17 people for this film. We did five uh, Bosnian war and genocide survivors um, and, and refugees. And the rest is experts. We have, we have a few, uh, we have a Bosnian sociologist, um, an American born Bosnian girl that that's at the end of the film. Um, and so all in, I'd say, you know, each each interview is probably about an hour to an hour and a half. Um, but then we had, you know, hours and hours of this VHS footage um, that was donated to us, much like uh, on the Hill documentary, as well as thousands of photographs. So, I mean, it's it was really we had a lot of footage to go through on this one. Um, and it, I've been talking with with other uh, documentarians uh, throughout the St. Louis area. And the first thing that they say, how did we turn, how did you turn this around in one year? You know, cause we just, we started filming the first week of June, 2021. So we're just, we, we completed the film right uh, at the one year marker. Um, and the Hill took us two years. So, you know, it was, it was, we, we compacted a lot. Uh, in that in that year and uh, just a lot of late nights uh, putting this thing together. Hey, Rio, politicians in this movie 
seeing things that I don't think make them feel comfortable or as comfortable as they're used to. How many favors did you have to call in? How many what? How many favors did you need to call in? Well, you know, well, you know what? Um, the former mayor Slay is brother-in-law with someone we interviewed with the Hill. So his, his response was, well, my brother-in-law was in your last movie, so I want to be in this one. Oh. So that was easy. And I think Carnahan was just, you know, uh, again, our, the people at uh, WashU is, give, give me the name again, Joe, is um, McCreary. Uh, Patrick McCarthy from SLU. McCarthy, right. You know, he, he was essential in, in, in getting us. So that he, we owe really a lot to him. Right, Joe? Yeah, 100%. That was at the very beginning. Uh, he was he was the first person that, uh, you know, someone we, we had discussed the possibility of making this film, myself and Rio. Uh, and, and Patrick McCarthy's name was coming up time and time again from people that we were talking to. And so we we sat down with him and, and kind of discussed, you know, our thoughts and and what we thought we could do with this. Um, and because Patrick uh, has been there since day one with these Bosnian refugees in St. Louis, uh, you know, starting back in 92, when they first started coming over, Patrick was there helping them. Um, he was essential in helping us set up these interviews, um, you know, because he, he has that, that, connection to the community that me and Rio just don't have you know Rio and myself being Italian-American Rio having a lot of connection down on the hill me I had family members and a lot of people uh, you know knew my my family's last name so when we would go do these interviews on the hill you know everybody basically knew us that if they didn't know Rio they knew me with this it was a completely different experience because we have really no connection to the Bosnian uh, diaspora here in St. Louis, aside from Rio has Bosnian neighbors. And, you know, you talked about me getting married. Well, when I got married, I moved to Afton and, uh, you know, I started to notice that a lot of my neighbors were obviously foreign. Um, and so I talked to my wife, I said, what, what, I don't, you know, well, what is, why are all, why is everybody around here? And she goes, oh, that's all the Bosnians. So it's, this is not something that I, you know, had known about prior to, to moving here. I'm from St. Charles. The Bosnian diaspora is not something that's being discussed in St. Charles often. So it wasn't until, uh, you know, I moved here and then I started, it, it's one of those things. It's like, once, once you hear about something, that's all you, all you begin to notice Right. Well, I would see, oh, the Bosnian flags on, uh, you know, in front of businesses, Bos the, the uh, Bosnian bumper stickers, uh, you know, things of that, that nature. Um, so it was really, you know, having Patrick uh, and also Ron Clutho, who's in the film, having uh, those two guys kind of, you know, facilitate and help. That was, that was key. We couldn't have made the film without them. Hey Rio, before we're over, make sure I don't forget to ask you about the microcosm that is Bosnians coming over and, and where we are today. Cause I'd be 
I think a perspective on that is going to be maybe a good way to end this. Here's what, <clears throat> so three or four questions I knew I was going to ask. I knew I was going to ask about the guy and his quote. I watch a lot of docs, man. I'm a doc geek. And I think what you've done with this doc, it's the best explanation of the difference between a refugee and an immigrant. I watch a lot of docs, dude. I spend a lot of time watching this kind of stuff. I think in this, you've done better than I've ever viewed, listened to the huge difference there is between refugees and immigrants. Joe? Yeah, that um, that was something that we knew was was definitely going to be an important part of the film that that we wanted to um, to definitely focus on. Um, and, you know, the fact that St. Louis has such, you know, it, it has more Bosnians here um, than any other uh, place in the world outside of Bosnia. When I was, you know, we interviewed Anna Crosland, who was the former president of the International Institute, which was key in, in uh, you know, the main hub that, that brought in the, the, the Bosnian refugees. And you talk to her and she'd say, you know, numbers anywhere from seven to 10,000 uh, refugees that were brought here. It's like, well, how does that number grow to 70,000? And that's whenever, you know, we started talking about the secondary migration and the fact that, that you know, Bosnian refugees that were from other places throughout, that, that were placed in other uh, cities throughout the United States uh, would hear about this and, and, and came to St. Louis. So that's what the second migration was. It was not people coming over. They were in Iowa. They were in all these other places. And after they got settled and not allowed to move, I guess, what term should I be? There was something about you couldn't move right away. But after a certain amount of time. Well, I think they could move right away. It's just they needed to, to kind of establish themselves monetarily to be able to do that. Um and so, you know, because the war was, ends in 95. Yes. But the largest amount of people, Bosnians, who find yeah. St. Louis, that's after the war's over. Exactly. Yeah. That, and, and, a, and a main part of that is, um, you know, they, the, the first place that a lot of them went was Germany. And so Germany took on this huge number of the refugees. And then once the war ended, they said, okay, go back to Bosnia, but they didn't have the opportunity to go back to Bosnia because, you know, their house was probably burned down and, you know, the, the places that they were living were under the occupation of, you know, these, these armies that captured their, the hometowns. Um, and so that's when, you know, you saw that, that huge wave of, uh, my of the refugees then going to the United States. Um, and so, <clears throat> you know, they go to New York, they go to San Francisco, places with large populations. You know, they, they then this word of mouth started, oh, you need to go to St. Louis, you know, because there's a lot of jobs available. There's there's housing available. And we're kind of growing this this hub in Bevo, which is you know, becoming a Bosnian neighborhood. And so that's whenever you get that huge, um, that huge wave 
and, and, and the numbers really start to, 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 to get up there. Um, but yeah, that, that was huge for me. The, the, the difference between a refugee and the difference between an immigrant, I felt was incredibly um, important to define because you, you, you know, in things that I was reading and, and researching it, you'd almost see the two phrases interchanged as if they were the same thing. Um, They're not the anatomically more, opposed. And really, they are. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. And, and so that's when, when we were talking to, uh, you know, refugee coordinators like Ron Clutho, Anna Croslin, and then uh, Eilina Karamehak um, is the sociologist. Um, when I talked with her, she's the one that gives that really incredible definition that we're able to kind of segue. And, and that's when I get the ball rolling uh, on, on that topic. Um, that was one of those when, when she said it, um, like, like you're saying, I had never heard it said so clear stated so clearly and i knew that that was definitely something that we we were going to have to include in the film hey rio joe just mentioned bevo mill did you know the bevo mill anheuser bush connection like the physical anheuser bush person i did not know that yes i did i'm I'm kind of a well you know i'm a baseball fan a bush fan so i i did know that that was his halfway point to stop you've got this documentary about (laughs) bosnia and the war but you're throwing in little stuff along the way. Yeah. That, you know, just... Well, I really, something I wanted to add about a, a refugee, if you don't mind, and, and, and uh, immigrant, because I think we've all said and we've all heard, you know, oh, we're a nation of immigrants. And I, I've said that myself. And, and the funny thing is, after we made the Hill Doc, I was talking to a co-worker. And, uh, you know, what she told me was, I don't get this whole immigrant thing. My family was forced to come here and so this is I don't understand this immigrant thing at all. So, you know, we're, we're, we, we're, there's, there, there's people that were, did make a, a conscious decision to come here for a better life. Those are immigrants. And then you have refugees who had no home to return to. And we're looking for a country that would accept them. Okay. So those are your refugees. And, and then we have people who basically were, were taken and brought here by force. So, it, 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 but like I said, you do hear that fairly often for a nation of immigrants. Not, 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 not so true. And, and you know, somebody, somebody um, who was more sensitive of that than me pointed it out to me. So I, I do want to point that out to you. You've seen the documentary, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, he showed it to me first. <laughs> what makes you most proud? Oh, I'll tell you what, Joe asked me that too. What did I like the best? The guy who speaks last in there. Right. Put He summarizes my feelings exactly. Huh. Okay. Let's, let's um, appreciate what we have here and let's not uh, polarize are citizens against one another. Well, and the other thing that you guys did a great job of, so refugees or immigrants, and again, politicians scare me because I'm not smart enough to know when they're lying to me, but they did talk about- When they open their mouth. 
<laughs> That's when they talk, they talk about how you know St. Louis City's not going to grow by people in St. Louis City having babies. It's going to grow by an influx of new people. Now they've learned that since Bosnians have left the city. I guess. Uh, what did you think when you heard those words? Did you think? You know, I get it. I understand. Did you think, hey, let's trumpet this. Let's try to see if this is how we can revive St. Louis City. Or did you think this is just, look, it's really simple. Just city and county get on the same page and talk common sense. Well, absolutely. And honestly, there was a part in the movie where I thought was uh, absolutely the funniest part. When someone says, there's nothing we could have done to keep the Bosnians here. I'm like, that's exactly why they didn't stay. I mean, that, that attitude, nothing we could have done to keep the Bosnians here. How about improve the services, improve the schools? Schools. Uh, uh, quality of life. I mean, yeah, the, the city and the county, honestly, they, they, they have to come together. Will they ever come together? I, I highly doubt it. Um, unless... We cut the city is crushed, uh, and there's no nothing else the county can do. Uh, the, the politics of uh, the city are very disappointing to me. I won't go into it, but yeah, it's it, it's not a good story for St. Louis. We'll make a documentary about the politics in the city. I'll tell you that. You know, Joe. Let me ask you a question. So I watched the movie today, right? Man, Bosnians come off as being really nice, awesome people. Mm-hmm. You don't need to fabricate a negative, but at any point in time, were you worried that it was coming off as like 95% love for Bosnians? No, no, I never, I, I never, uh, that never crossed my mind. Um, you know, the, <clears throat> the people that we met, um, in doing this film in, in the Bosnian community. I mean, they, they are some of the nicest people that I've met in my entire life. You know, it, it's, it's stories that, you know, it was very reminiscent to, to how, you know, the, the people were with the Hill. Um, you know, it's like, we, we went, we went and filmed down at Bevo uh, and we went to this place, Zlatan Ozita, which is a, which is a bakery. Uh, and I was doing some filming outside of the of the bakery, uh, and the owner ran out with a bag of bread for me and uh, the my my camera person. Um, you know, so it's just stories like that. You know, we 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 went to barracks and we and we filmed there, and every you know every person can can we buy you something to eat. Let, you know, like sit down and eat with the, I'm like, I'm sorry. I, you know, we got, we got, we got to work. I got so much footage that I need to get, but you know, they were just incredibly hospitable people, um, you know, and so no, that never really crossed my mind that, that, that Bozzi's were coming off too good in the movie, <laughs> but um, you know, I just think that they're, and, and, you know, it's, you know, it's, to my life, just my neighbors, they're, you know, the, the neighbors that I have are, you know, they're some of the best, na- you know, they're, they're, they're incredible neighbors. They're just, they're just great people. And I think, you know, one of the main things um, 
that, that Rio and I wanted to focus on was kind of debunking some of these myths that... Well, there's uh, that $50,000 myth. And there's, there's anecdotally, you know, there's just things in my life where I, when I would tell people, you know, oh, what are you working on next? Oh, we're doing the Bosnians. And, you know, it was like, didn't the government give them a lot of money and that's why they were able to be successful? It's like, no, that's not, but, but, you know, it's one of those things where you hear it so many times that it just, you know, it kind of becomes part of, of the narrative. Well, and one of the things too, the life lesson, sorry, I interrupted you, but Oh. Original thought, man. I have so few that I needed to jump in. <clears throat> people who think other people have got it better, people mm -hmm. who think they're entitled. This is not just a Bosnian story about uh, you know pulling up your bootstrings and 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 making it happen. It's look, almost everybody within reason has an opportunity to make their life better. And too many people don't because they don't have the energy, they don't have the wherewithal, they don't have the gumption. And so it's easier for them to claim that other people have it better because they've been favored. Yeah, I would agree with that. Rio? Oh, yeah, there's absolutely true. And, um, you know, I've I, I lived in South County now for 30, more than 30 years. Uh, I've heard, you know, before the Bosnians actually moved into my neighborhood, you know, we've heard all the things that, that uh, there are many derogatory things in the county. Um, and it, again, like you said, part of it was, oh, Muslim, part of it was um, they were given the money. Um, uh, even, even honestly, even just a kind of a funny thing, you know, one of my Bosnian neighbors moved from here and he moved to West County uh, to retire. And somebody from West County called me. They, he says, uh, uh, do they take care of their houses? I'm like, where are you here in this? Stuff? <laughs> like, <Right>. they're, <laughs> they're the hardest working. I mean, this guy, like, um, I couldn't keep up with it, what the work he does. And, uh, you know, people still have these notions in their mind, not everybody, but you know, notions that uh, just are, are not true. I mean, uh, Hopefully we can debunk some of that stuff. Well, but I mean, they're just people like us. That's all I could say. Are they nice? Yes. Uh, you know, th these were people who were were happy with what we were doing, so they probably portrayed a, a certain image. But I mean, they are just like us. That's really all I could say. You no, know, Joe, and this is what's tricky. Again, this might be a teaser category, right? You got nine eleven, mm -hmm. which has so many ramifications but americans are so simple-minded they need to put it in a small box and so the bosnians although generally speaking not what you consider to look like muslims have been here 25 plus years and everybody's appreciating their contributions to the country 912 we flip on them mm -hmm. call teaser or call what you may have learned in talking to that community about 9-11? I think it was just, you know, uh, I mean, it was a difficult time, obviously, for everyone, but the fact that they were Muslim, uh, 
you know, that was obviously the, the last thing that you would want to be at that, at that point in time. And so, so they, they knew that. Um, and so, yeah, that was, that was, an, you know, probably the, the most difficult time that they've had to experience uh, while, while being in America. So um, yeah, I don't, I don't know how, how it, it wasn't something when, in going through everything, when, when we were outlining the film, I knew it was something that we would have to go into, but I didn't know how long, you know, we could stay on that subject because it was just, I mean, that's the thing. It's the same thing that we dealt with, uh, with the Hill documentary was, you know, the Hill, you're talking 120 years of history that for, you know, the DVD cut, it's 70 minutes for PBS was 56 minutes. So, you know, there's a lot of things that are going to be left on the cutting room floor, with this film, you know, we knew, I, I knew from the beginning, I thought like an hour was, was probably the, the, the target runtime for this film. And so when, when you're doing that, like I said, like I wanted to be in St. Louis by, you know, 12 to 15 minutes. So you, you kind of mapping all of those things out. Um, 9-11 definitely was, was something that we wanted to go into, but I didn't want to, you know, focus on it too much um but i think you know that's that's obviously an important part of the story and i think it's probably for people not in st louis who watch it i think it will cause them to rethink what they didn't know was going on in the bosnian community where they live mm -hmm. because there were so many loud cameras and loud stories and loud things going on i think the the things that might have been going on with the Bosnian community in Little Rock, where they love you, didn't get anybody's attention. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I would agree with that as well. Secondary story. In the movie, one of the things that I found humorous, not funny, humorous, was how Bosnians thought about America before getting here. Mm-hmm. How much does it cost to put in a Baywatch clip? So that was actually something uh, when when we were going through that in, in the interview process and I was having all of this, uh, all of these television shows referenced, um, I knew that was something that we were going to have to get a entertainment lawyer to, to help us with. Right. And so uh, I got hooked up with the VLAA, the volunteer lawyers uh, here in yeah, yeah, St. Yeah. Louis. Uh -huh. yeah. And um, they, you know, our lawyer uh, went through it and he said, you know, this is, this is cut and dry fair use. Um, so, so, you know, that, that was something that we were, that we were able to use so nothing? Um, it didn't cost you anything? Yeah, that... Huh. Th th those, Rio, you uh, must have liked that. Yeah, I Rio liked like, that. Not everything was free, but I did like the free stuff. <laughs> and, 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 you know, that's the thing with, with this film compared to, to The Hill where, you know, bu budget-wise, you know, we had to be very um, cognizant of, of what, we were, what we were doing because, you know, this footage is much more expensive than the footage that, that we we had the license for for the yeah, hill because we're taking it from people yeah other, so other i mean that, 
Yeah, that's the thing. It's, um, you know, it, the, this is like newsreel footage from from the Bosnian war. So obviously it's going to it's going to cost more money than, you know, footage that was eight millimeter from, you know, an Italian family, you know, that was in America in the 50s. Hey, where'd um, you get the shot over the cemetery? That OK, so yeah, that that's um, we we have a relationship that that we use pond five as our um stock footage uh website that we use um and, and i found that uh i found that drone shot on there did you know that was your shot and you were looking for it or did you see it and realize it was your shot no no i was looking for that shot i knew that would you know i i wanted to convey just the mass of how how many people were lost in this war and i thought that you know that that would be the the best way to go about that so yeah i looked for that that shot for a long time uh and and that one by far i felt was was the best one so we did a good job teasing that we didn't give it totally away we still gotta watch <laughs> yep. all right one, Rio. One, yeah one go ahead. i want to say about uh, joe and well, or actually the whole team but um you know we got this done in a year because we don't do things by committee you know Joe's, Joe's in charge of making this movie, and he makes the decisions, and he tells me what we need, and I say, okay, Joe, that sounds good to me. Now, COVID may have helped this time because, right, Joe, Joe's at his home, Steve Kukors is in his home, so there's, there's, they're not, they're not face to face now, so you know the the meeting time's kind of limited, so that was another plus. Uh, but you know, Joe does a, a great job on on organizing the film, making the decisions, and you know that that's how we want to continue to do business. Uh, we each stick to what we know, and uh, I think that was the key in getting this movie out in time. All right, so Rio, we twenty minutes ago talked about something I didn't want to forget, and I wrote it down. Mm -hmm. Uh, Joe's a pup. I got a couple of years on him. You got a couple of years on me. When you're watching this unveil or watching this happen, this documentary unfold, and it's just a microcosm of American history, whether it's 1880, 1920, 2010, and you see a really select group go through what this country has gone through three, four, five, six times. Are you struck by it? Did you see it coming? What I, I don't know the answer to this. What, what were you thinking as you saw Bosnians coming over? They're just looking for a better opportunity. They get a better opportunity. They're not treated well. And so they split. Here's I did see it interesting because even though they're, like said, their story is the same, I think the differences is really what I thought about the most. So who came over? People that came over were, were young, educated, and had some savings. That's a big difference. And, and that's a big difference to the people that came over in a boat or, uh, you know, years ago they, that didn't have skills didn't have money. Now, so th those are some differences. They, they were also, 
They were also white, which was a great big advantage, which did they say was an advantage uh, for them as well. But, you know, they, 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 they had a good life where they were. They knew education was important. You know, that's not always true with immigrants. So they, they had special advantages uh, which enabled them to, uh, you know, succeed so much quicker than your normal immigrant or refugees. So I think those differences, I wouldn't call it easier. They still had more challenges, but uh, the challenges were the same when they got here, but they had more skills and tools uh, in, in, in their uh, pocket. I, I was surprised to learn they had savings. I thought when you got kicked out of a country, they took all your money and you took off. They could, they could have been in Germany. You know, like my, my neighbors, I think, were in Germany five years before they got here. So right. they had to survive in Germany and work. And they, so they're, they're, they, they, I wouldn't say they left with anything, but they didn't come right from Bosnia to the United States either. Remember, these other countries, so they, they were able to uh, secure some funds before they got here. Joe, when does the movie hit the open market? So the film's going to premiere at the St. Louis Filmmakers Showcase July 17th, uh, 5 p.m., Brown Hall, Washington University. Do you get uh, a better seat now? What's that? you get a better seat now than you did for the, <laughs> the hill? Well, since the hill was, the only place that you could see the hill was on the internet. So now at least, you know, we're back in a theater, um, and that's big. Uh, you know, Rio and myself, we've never seen uh, The Hill on a big screen with a packed house. So this is going to be the first film, you know, even though so many people saw The Hill documentary, we didn't get that festival experience. We didn't get that theatrical experience. So, you know, we're, we're really looking forward to this to this premiere and and being able, you know, to to enjoy this film, you know, the way that the way that we intended it and, you know, have that communal experience um, at the festival. So, you know, that's something that we're really looking forward to. You get to do the Sundance thing and take questions at the end. Yeah, they are going to have a Q and a at the end of it. So, um, you know, pe people got to listen to me talk more, I guess. <laughs> Give me the date again, please. July 17th. It's a Sunday. All right. So I'm about to go in an area that hell, I don't know what I'm talking about. I've read enough that directors work in three movies, right? You start off with movie one, and there's just so much you can progress to be by movie three, but it's really important that you do these three movies at a time. And then when that third movie's over, that's when you renegotiate, take bigger projects, things of that nature. Does any of this ring true? And does that put more pressure on your third movie? Yeah, I mean, I think you look at, you know, it's it's one of those things where, you know, the first film that I did was was right out of college was was a short film. Um, it was called Top Sun. It was about a Tom Cruise impersonator. Uh, By the way, I saw Maverick too, and it does not suck. <laughs> oh yeah, that the the movie is. I I saw it twice already. It's phenomenal. Um, but. So that was one where, you know, I got straight out of college and, you know, I was like, I made a movie for the sake of, of the experience. And in doing that, you know, a movie that, 
a, a short film that, you know, I didn't have any ex expectations for won awards at the St. Louis show is one, one uh, awards got into Holly shorts, you know, somehow got picked up by Kevin Hart and, and we went on to, to just for laughs, like the biggest comedy festival in the world. So, you know, that, that was an incredible experience. Then, you know, after that, somehow I, I meet Rio. He's the one that, I mean, Rio's the one that came up with the Hill documentary. Rio came to me and said, are you the filmmaker? And I said, yes. He said, let's make a Hill documentary. And, and that's how that started. And so, you know, here we are, we make this Hill documentary. Again, you know, we had, we had modest expectations. You know, we knew that we were making a film that was probably going to resonate here in St. Louis, um, but didn't know how far the reach would go. You know, well, well the Hill just exceeded every expectation that, that we possibly could have had and was just, you know, wildly successful in terms of the amount of people that saw it. And so after that, you know, the question is like, how do you follow that up? Especially, you know, being the first feature for both myself and Rio, you know, generally speaking, the, the first one that you make is not going to be seen by thousands of people. And it's going to be huge, you know, in, in, in the city that, that you live in. And, and so, you know, there's a lot of pressure on us that, you know, a lot of people saw the Hill and they're expecting that the, the next one is going to be just as good as, or better. You know, so that's a lot of pressure that, that, that we have to kind of live up to. Um, and so, but I think it's good for growth. And I think that we grew a lot on this, on this new one. I think that, that it's, um, you know, like Rio said it, you know, we believe that it's a, overall that it's a stronger film um, and, you know, hope that the, the next one, you know, exceeds that and we can we can continue on, um, you know, doing what we feel is is good work and and, you know, putting that out there, uh, you know, for as many people to see as possible. Hey, Rio, uh, corny question as we get ready to wrap it up, you know, Joe, good documentaries about an hour good podcast conversations are about an hour. You could not be doing any of this. You're, you've earned the ability to step aside and do other things. What's motivating you to spend the time, the pressure, the effort doing these movies? Is that to me or Rio? Rio. That's what I thought. Oh, it's me. <laughs> you're, you're absolutely right. And I, I guess what I'm good at is putting a team together. When I I heard about Joe's first movie, and I knew I needed a director that was going to be hungry, and one that wasn't going to want a lot of money, <laughs> and one who was going to work really hard and chase uh, the success that I wanted him to have. And it was really a passion project for me. Now, Joe and I got along so well that uh, honestly, I, I want to, I want Joe's career to take off because I think he's that good. Um, this, this opportunity came along. And again, this is even a smaller budget than uh, the Hill. And I think, like I, I said, what you said before, Joe, Joe's kind of modest guy, but I'll, I'll tell you the Hill sold um, 
you don't want me to tell him, Joe? <laughs> you can go go ahead if you want. <laughs> I, I think I think I think you, you know we sold eight thousand DVDs and we're still going. Hundreds of thousands of people have seen it on Amazon. It's something that is uh, people probably wouldn't even believe us if we people can't figure out how we did it. Well, Joe Joe did it, um, and the second movie. We're not going to make DVDs because we know the audience may not be as wide. But we wanted to. What we wanted to do with the second movie was create something that uh, the critics are going to love. Okay, so we want to build our reputation. We do have something in mind for our third movie. I won't tell you that, but that is it's a same little story. Uh, and I don't and, get an exclusive. No, no, no. I, I, I can't. But. Uh, it, 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 if it all works out, it it it, uh, it will be a very interesting uh, feature film, not a documentary. Oh, scripted? Yes. Joe, you writing the script? I I think I'll be involved. <laughs> yeah. Look at the glimmer in his eye. He yeah, we, 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 we've got we've got somebody who can write, but we of course we want to be involved too. Yeah. All right, gentlemen, as I did before, I enjoyed this one. Joe, websites where people can be up to date? So the we're on all the social medias. The main one is Facebook. Um, you just search a new home. Um, and then Instagram, it's a new home doc, as well as the Twitter. But, but the Facebook is where, you know, a lot of the interaction comes with you know, the, the, you, you get more comments and, 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 and people talking more on Facebook. Sorry, you got the vid again, man. What's that? Sorry, you got the vid again. Yeah, well, this is the first time. Yeah, so this is, uh, I'm, I'm feeling good, but um, yeah, it was, a, it was a shock. But, you know, I, I was talking to one of my buddies. He said, well, you know, just be grateful that it didn't happen right before the premiere. And then I'd miss my own premiere and I wouldn't get, you know, I already, I already, we already didn't get to, to do it for uh, the Hill documentary. That, that would have been terrible if I would have missed, if I would have missed this one. Rio, how's the family? Everybody good? Oh yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm extremely blessed. I've got a wonderful family, wonderful life. Everything is great. Right. Thank God for everything. Take two went well. Appreciate you. Thank you. And another one for the books. We'll do it again on Thursday. Lots of fun guests scheduled. Maybe some other stuff to unveil as we continue to grow this thing. Appreciate you guys as we do. Thanks for your time this time. Till next time, so long.